Hello, everybody, and happy Friday to everybody out there, and uh, hope you are getting ready for Game 3 of the World Series tonight, which which the Dodgers host the Boston Red Sox for the next three games and three nights here. And we are going to cover a lot today, so you'll be in for a treat. I'm your host, Laura Antonio. Welcome to another special edition of the Patriots, Lakers, Rams, and Dodgers podcast. So, today what we're going to talk about is we're going to preview games 3, 4, and 5 of the World Series. Today we're going to also recap the Lakers games against the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets. And if they're ready to get their season back on track... And then we're going to preview the Rams' big matchup against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers and talk about the first Cali quarterbacks meeting against each other for the first time since the 70s. And we'll talk about the Lakers game against the Spurs and if they can revenge on that overtime loss on Monday and head into San Antonio with a victory. And recap the Lakers game against the Nuggets and if they are ready to get on a win streak after that game. And we'll preview the Patriots' Monday night game against the Buffalo Bills. First first off, let's start off with the Dodgers. And to be honest with you, I do think Dave Roberts should stop using all right-handed bats against left-handed starters in the World Series because you got to put together a consistent lineup on a nightly basis and that putting all right-handed bats in a lineup kind of Bugs me, but you gotta put Cody Bellinger in the lineup for sure if you put together a lineup against an opposing lefty. David Freeze is in there for sure, I know that, but you gotta put in Cody Bellinger, you gotta put in Max Muncie, Chris Taylor can hit lefties, but you gotta find a way to mix and match with those guys. So I think the Dodgers find a way to to kind of change that narrative tonight. With the right-hander Rick Porcello, who's known to give up home runs, I think the Dodgers need to stop using the left-handed. Need to stop putting together a lineup on a nightly basis that is all right-handed. That kind of could be annoying, but sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Like we talked about before, I think it's time to kind of change what you do with the lineup. And I think you got to p- mix it up with righties or lefties. Sometimes you go with right-handed heavy, and then you put a couple lefties in there. But I think Roberts needs to stop using the analytics and just go with your best guys. And I don't think there's a reason to hit the panic button right now for the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers will win game three. But if they lose, then we hit the panic button for sure. And it has to be a must win until game six of the World Series. But I expect the Dodgers to come away with a big win tonight over the Boston Red Sox. And I believe Walker Bueller is going to be the man tonight. I think he's going to pitch a good seven to eight innings. I think the bullpen's going to get a break after being used in games one and two. Need a little bit of a break. I think they'll be fresh for games four and five. I would like to see Walker Bueller go at least seven or eight or maybe nine because I think he's ready for that. And I think he has done a really good job for us all year. And I think. He's a guy that's not afraid of the pressure. And I think I still believe that if the Dodgers win the World Series, I think Jock Peterson will end up winning it because he's going to pick up where he left off from last World Series. I do think he's going to hit a jock pop tonight. I'm calling my shot early for that. 
But I also think that the Dodgers are poised. I mean, games one and two, I thought the Dodgers were going to at least win game two so that this series is tied up at one. But I think tonight the Dodgers flip that narrative and I think they're going to go all out, come in with a different approach and not rely so much on the long ball. That they should just focus on playing small ball and let the home run come to them. I know the Dodgers are a good home run hitting team, but they just can't rely on it all the time. I mean, this Dodger team is really good on paper. A lot of good hitters on it. But what's the weakness still is that the offense can't hit with runners in scoring position. Say if that offense can't get going tonight. I think we all hit the panic button and the Dodgers are in a lot of pressure if they're down three games to nothing, which neither of us want. But I think the Dodgers come up big tonight. But I also think it's just similar to the 1981 run for the Dodgers in the World Series. Because the Dodgers played the Yankees in the 81 World Series, by the way, which is the Red Sox hated rivalry. But they lost the first two games of the series, the Dodgers did, and then won four straight and beat them six games. But say if the Dodgers were to go down three games to nothing in this World Series, no team has come back three games to none in a World Series. But anything can happen. It's baseball. It's postseason baseball. But we don't want to be talking about three games to nothing by the end of tonight. I just want to get a win today. I think the home crowd is going to be so loud. They're going to be in it the whole game. I think the Dodgers are going to take the Red Sox out of it, get that momentum back on their side. They're going to win all three games, as I predict, and then win in seven in Boston. And potentially, I would expect Walker Bueller and Rick Barcelo to get to do battle in game seven of the World Series. As I have a lot to say in that. And yes, I do expect the Dodgers to beat the Red Sox in seven games. I believe in Bueller in game three tonight. Hill, I think, is going to pitch a heck of a game tomorrow. I think Clinton Kershaw will get will be on the mound game five. I expect to be a game five on Sunday. And I think the Dodgers will win by two runs today, three in games three and four. And I think they'll go all out in game five and get their ser- get that series up three games to two by the end of the weekend and get this series back to Boston. And I do believe they're going to improve on hitting with runners in scoring position. Because if this offense shows up flat this series, and if they show up flat tonight, then they gave up, they would give up already in reality. But I believe this Dodgers offense will wake up and play with energy. And I think the starting pitching will quiet the Red Sox hot offense and their bats. And I know it's hard to hit with two outs. The Red Sox are the best team that hits with two outs. I think the Dodgers are going to stop that bleeding and make the Red Sox force the Red Sox to not hit with runners in score position and two outs. In other news for the Dodgers, um, I do believe the Dodgers will trade Rich Hill this winter. It's going to save money. I like the Dodgers to keep Hanjin Ryu after the season, even though he's a free agent. I expect the Dodgers to re-sign him this winter. Trading Rich Hill, I think, will help with that financial flexibility because Trading Hill would make room to put Julio Urias in the starting rotation next year. And I do believe Julio Urias is going to have a rookie season for the Dodgers next season. And I do expect Julio Urias to be in the opening day rotation next season. Because I don't think he wants to go back to the minor, to AAA, 
and work on his game. I think he's ready. I mean, since I since he came back from that major injury he had on his shoulder, he was good down the stretch. Never thought he would be on the playoff roster, but I think he has shown that he could be ready for a full season next year. By the way, he's been performing in the postseason out of the bullpen. And Julio Urias, I think, is going to be in the starting rotation next year without any innings restrictions. And I projected him to be our number four starter in the rotation behind Bueller and Ryu and Kershaw. That's what I think here. But tonight, Dodgers win by the final of three to nothing over the Red Sox. And I think the Red Sox are going to lose momentum by the end of the weekend. And then the Dodgers will win in seven. I see the Dodgers winning all three games of this series now. And then the Red Sox win game six. And then the Dodgers win game seven. Now on to basketball. I think the Lakers will find a way to beat the Spurs on Saturday night. Because they learned from that. They learned their lesson after losing to the Spurs in overtime. I think they're they're improved a lot defensively. I think LeBron James is helping these young guys out. And I think after that game against the Spurs, I think the Lakers found their stride against the Suns on Wednesday. And then last night, they showed a lot of resiliency against this hot Denver Nuggets team that nobody thought the Nuggets would be a 5-0 team. But even though the Nuggets lost yesterday, it still shows the Nuggets are a very talented basketball team heading into the season that's going to be in the playoffs for sure this year. And with with questions being asked, if will Rondo return to the lineup after returns from his three-game suspension involving the incident that he had with Chris Paul and the Rockets on Saturday, I think Rondo has lost his starting job. Lonzo Ball has been playing without any minutes restrictions. Lonzo Ball is back in the Lakers starting lineup. And I thought it was the right thing to do for the Lakers to put in uh, Josh Hart in the lineup over KCP. Because I think Contavious Caldwell-Pope's a good veteran player. I mean, putting putting Caldwell-Pope on the bench helps the bench unit a lot. And to get them to have more bench points. That's why putting Josh Hart in the lineup was the right thing to do for me. Because Josh Hart has come a long way since his rookie year. And I think Josh Hart is definitely going to have a breakout season along with Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. Josh Hart's a player to watch for the Lakers this year. And I think Josh is definitely a great shooter, great defender. This Laker team is almost a contending team. And I think they're living up to expectations. I do think their expectations is a little bit too high. But I think they are right where they want to be in this first part of the season. But... Could they sustain it in the next few months? That remains to be seen. And then moving on, we'll talk about those Rams. And will Aaron Rodgers put up a challenge against the Rams? I think so. I mean, talk about the best quarterback in the game other than Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers is going to challenge any team's defenses. And I think the Packers are going to make things a lot harder for the Rams defensively. I mean, you know... If you put Ndamukong Tsu or Aaron Donald on Aaron Rodgers for the sack, that's going to be a long day for the Packers' offense. But Aaron Rodgers knows how to keep his team into games when the Packers are behind. And he has done it before. He's been a warrior all year long. And I do think even though the Packers should have not lost to the Vikings in Week 2, the standings in the NFC North could have been a lot different. Because 
the Packers, the Vikings, and the Chicago Bears are three teams that are vying to win the NFC North. And I do think the Lions will be up there too. I think the NFC North has gotten stronger and tougher. And I think the Rams also continue their unbeaten streak because I think with the injuries they've been dealing with, with Aqib Tlaib, Farrell Cooper, Cooper Cup not playing this week, but is about a week away from coming back from that near severe knee injury, I think the Rams have the deepest roster, especially on defense, and they have a lot of options and versatility. I think uh, if as long as Jared Goff and Todd Gurley stay healthy, they run the Rams offense. And I do think Jared Goff and Todd Gurley are MVP candidates because I think with Jared Goff, this year he has taken his game to a whole nother level from being a bust in 2016 when everybody thought he was. And then his second year, he made a lot of improvements. And then now... He's turning out to be an MVP caliber quarterback. He and Todd Gurley are going to be in the running for NFL MVP along with Tom Brady. But I think the Rams, when they get Farrell Cooper healthy, Cooper Cup healthy, get Tlaib healthy, the Rams are going to be a lot stronger with those guys coming back. And looking at their schedule after Green Bay, it's going to be tough. But I think the Rams can can meet those expectations and challenges. Like, they play the Saints. But it's not going to be easy for the Rams to play the Saints in the Superdome. But if it were to be the Rams' first loss of the season, it would definitely be in New Orleans. And I don't see the Rams losing any games at home. Because the Rams have now gained a home field advantage that's gotten their crowd into games. And I do think that the Rams will end up being undefeated at home by this by season's end. By looking at their schedule. Because they got the Seahawks at home. And then you play the Lions and Bears on the road. And then you get the Philadelphia Eagles. Who I think is a team that will get back on track and win the NFC East. But the Rams, I think, they're not done. I mean, you know, the the NFC, I think, is going to run through the Rams for many years to come. And Coach McVay has done... By far a tremendous job. And he's got the right pieces together to go with his coaching staff. And um, I think uh, the Rams now, I think L.A. has been a Rams town in football. But I think the Chargers will, will definitely be in the conversation. But it's the Rams that run L.A. in football. I do think if you look at the Rams now... They're built to win, but I think they'll probably lose to the Patriots in the Super Bowl because I think that's going to be a good matchup. I think Tom Brady has beaten the Rams before in the Super Bowl back when Kurt Warner was the quarterback. But heading into this week, I think the Rams are going to are going to be just fine against Green Bay. I mean, you know, um, I think what the, I think the Rams they just got to. They just got to play clean against Aaron Rodgers. Ndamukong who has got to limit his penalties because I know he's had history against Aaron Rodgers before. Aaron Donald, I think, is going to rack up a lot of sacks. And moving on, let's talk about the New England Patriots. And Tom Brady, I know he has lost to the Bills only once in his great career 
as a quarterback for the Patriots. Because if you look at Tom Brady, he's dominated the Buffalo Bills on all areas. And, I mean, he's just a guy that just loves playing the Buffalo Bills. And I think heading into this game on Monday, it shouldn't be a contest when the Patriots play the Bills on Monday night. I mean, ESPN was stupid in picking the Bills on Monday night to play that game against the Patriots. Because, obviously, that game's going to be one-sided for sure. And I think the uh, Bills just suck. Um, offensively, defensively, and defensively. I know Josh Allen's their quarterback in the future, but they just got to keep fighting through these growing pains. But I do think Tom Brady is going to find a way to beat the Bills. I know he's going to be passing the ball a lot. There's going to be a lot of air attack for the Patriots. I know that defense is going to play their best game of its season. And I do think the Patriots will will continue their winning ways and make the Bills the worst team in the NFL as they play for a high first-round pick. Because I know the Bills are playing that with the Arizona Cardinals. The New York Giants are definitely in play for that high pick again. Um, The Indianapolis Colts, if they could turn their season around, they might get a mid-round, mid-first-round pick if if they can overcome that 1-5 start. Um... But as of right now, I think Arizona Cardinals and the Buffalo Bills will get the number one pick in the NFL draft. And I think that Gronk or Kelvin Benjamin has the edge for the offense. I think with Gronk, this is a homecoming game for him. He's from Amherst, New York. There's going to be a lot of friends and family going to watch him play on Monday night. It's going to be a cold one, but I think they're going to brave those elements. And this is the first time. The Patriots have played in Buffalo on a night game since 2007 when the last time it was Tom Brady to Randy Moss on a Sunday night. And I do think the Patriots and the Bills will match up pretty well, but I do think the Patriots end up winning that game by the final of 59 to nothing. They're going to they're put up a lot of points against this weak offense for the Bills. And... Say if Derek Anderson doesn't start, and with without a, a healthy Josh Allen and Derek Anderson, Nathan Peterman, I think, is going to get a lot of booze on Monday night. I think because Nathan Peterman is the worst quarterback that anybody has seen. People thought he would be their, their uh, quarterback of the future when the Bills drafted him. He would succeed Tyrod Taylor, but he has not played to those. But I think the Bills are going to stick with Josh Allen whenever he comes back from that elbow injury. And I I was wanting to see Josh Allen play against the Patriots this Monday night. But unfortunately, he's going to have to miss that game. But hopefully, he'll play in the game when the Patriots play the Bills next time at when they play at Gillette Stadium. But Josh Allen is a quarterback that has a bright future that could take the Bills to the next level. And... You could just put a lot of quarterbacks on the Bills roster. That's what I did on Madden 19. Because Chad Kelly of the Broncos got released. And I put Chad Kelly on the Bills to be a reserve quarterback with Nathan Peterman. So that I put E.J. Emanuel as the third quarterback. And then Derek Anderson's the guy that back up Josh Allen. So that's why the Bills have a lot of quarterbacks on their roster right now. And I think the Patriots offense is going to wear out the Bills defense if you look at it. But with the Bills 
They just suck offensively. But they got guys defensively too that could get the job done. But the Bills are not going to keep up with that high obtain offense for the Patriots. Final thoughts for the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers are going to have a big weekend, be up 3-2 by the end of Sunday, and win the World Series in 7 over the Red Sox. And for the Lakers. It's revenge time against the Spurs. I think the Lakers are going to start a win streak. But to be realistic here, it's tough in the West to compete for a playoff spot. But if the Lakers don't make the playoffs this year, it shouldn't be a big deal. They have until 2019 to get another star free agent to join LeBron and the Lakers. But it all depends on what Magic wants. For the Rams, I think... They just got to continue playing the way they've been playing. I mean, a good 7-0 start. Look for them to go 8-0. And I think they are going to be a dominant team for so many years to come. But I think they're going to be a more dominant team at home. Even though they're a good team on the road. But I think their dominance will come at home. And then for the Patriots, I think they just got to continue doing their job. I think they just got to continue improve. Even defensively, this is going to be a great opportunity for the Patriots defense to have their best game so that down the stretch, they're ready to go. That's all for today. All I hope all you guys have a fantastic day. Go Dodgers, and let's get it done.